This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Adulting. I'm Michelle, and that's Jordan. Now you know everything, bitch. Let's get the show started. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question? What are your bops for the summer? Like, what do you listen to to get you get you going? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I have my tried and true. I love that my husband always has some sort of jazz, funk, samba, prince, mostly funk mix that I like because <laughs> sometimes I don't want to hear words. It's like uh-huh. classical music, jazz, or mm. some sort of samba situation with funk. We like to keep it funky up in the house. We have dance parties. But if I have to go to my, my list... Terrence Trent Darby, PM Dawn, which I just found out stands for Prime Minister. What? What? Yeah, that's the way it goes. Oh. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was post Meridian. <laughs> I know, me too. Maybe Alexa lied. We don't know. I'm trying to whisper. <laughs> you know, I'm saying Alexa. It's like Prime Minister Dawn. I know she was, but I'm saying Alexa, like the way oh, a white yeah. mom would say black person <laughs> at the PTA meeting. Because <laughs> you don't want to upset her. That blue light goes like, what do you want? Well, I've been listening the whole I know. Time. Mm-hmm. She always want to order more stuff. I'm like, relax. Yeah. You know, she's like the friend that orders too many appetizers. It's like, slow your roll. No one was talking about it. So I love this question though. Lizzo, Lizzo's always a bop. Lizzo makes everybody feel good. I love that. Kendrick Lamar's latest shit, always police. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, the old stuff when she had curly hair and really embraced that because that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, do you like that song, Drifting? Yeah. Ugh, that is such a summer song for me. I mean, Nina Simone always on repeat, always and forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nina's truth. Can I just say what I listen to? I would love to. I listen to Summer Madness by uh, mm-hmm. Cool and the Gang, which then became Summertime by Will Smith. Yeah. Oh, man. And then I listen keep to... Your, keep his family's name at your mouth. <laughs> Go on, I'm listening. <laughs> you don't do it. Don't do it. I listen to Summer by Sly and the Family Stone. I love that. So you love straight up summer songs. Do you have a summer cocktail? You listen to like these summer Ooh. songs? Do you drink? Yeah. Good question. Because cock- I know you're a Cuba Libre kind of guy. That's true. I, I definitely go for a dark and... St- yes. Dark I prefer and a dark and stormy yeah. with a nice lime in that thing. And then because it um, it's my alter ego. You know it. I know it. You know. Everybody from Texas got to alter ego and do what you got to do to survive. Is what I say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really love an Aperol spritz. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I could really fuck with Aperol. I do love a mezcal sour. When husband wow. gets that protein of froth, I'm just like, mm. give mm-hmm. me hug. Mezcal's great. It's like the rawer version of tequila, right? Yes. I was about to talk about tequila poops, but I'll keep it classy. <laughs> I'm also a rosé kind of girl. Like, if Mm -hmm. you know me, you know I love rosé. I've had rosé champagne with you. Yes. Yeah. I felt like Marie Antoinette. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, let them eat cake. 
and keep your heads on. <laughs> it's a motto. Yeah, knowing your cocktail, knowing what you like, and earning that, and sometimes not. That's adulting to me. 100%. You know what I can't stand? Having friends, and these are friends I would have like in my 20s and 30s that just don't know how to chill and like have a drink, a drink or yeah. two. You know, it's like the comedian dudes I used to hang out with, they're like, let's do shots. I'm like, it's not 2008. It's not the Jersey Shore. We're not filming for MTV. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why are we doing shots? Why can't I sip this? You know, and then also just like, I had a friend in England. She would just not know how to act. She would always drink out of like rage. Sure. And I would, I drink out of just like meh happiness. You know, I love the taste of wine. I love to talk about it. I love mm. to taste someone's, you know, definition of a cocktail and see what I can get on the back end. Like I actually, like I'm a, I'm a fun drunk and That's I true. do like the flavor, but I would had this friend who would just down three Cosmos. Wow. Back to back. Like an angry bitch on Sex in the City. I'm just like, <laughs> who's angry? That's like munching a corn of the cob, just all. Ah, 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 ah. I'm like, you look crazy. You're supposed to enjoy that. You know, like, like boom, get the whiskey. Boom, boom. You know what I mean? But a Cosmo, like, it's in the martini glasses and it's spilling everywhere. I'm like, you look messy as fuck. I couldn't do it anymore. A martini glass is a messy glass. It's like... It is for damn. a messy person. Yeah, yeah. In the wrong hands, you're saying. A martini glass feels like a relay race. It's just like, <laughs> why don't you just give me a fucking egg on a spoon? This is, I look stupid. I'm apologizing to everyone. I waited 32 minutes for an $18 martini that I can't even fucking drink. Right. Cocktails are so expensive. Gas prices and cocktails. I'm sorry. Is ice more expensive? What? Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe know- Biden. <laughs> just all <laughs> <laughs> cocktail prices going up. Come on now. Oh, my goodness. But you know, you know when you got a good cocktail is when your bartender got mustache oil and a tie or a bow tie. You know you're going to get something delicious. Oh, we got to get to the show. I could talk about oh, cocktails yeah. all day, and I probably will after I drink them. But I'm so excited that we have our next guest on the show. I mean, he did adulting when it was an itty-bitty baby show, a live he show did. in Brooklyn back in the Dizay. And mm-hmm. so much has happened, not only to us in our lives, but also the world. So, you guys, Jordan Klepper is the motherfucking truth. Jordan Klepper. I might call him White Jordan. I might call my Jordan Black Jordan. But that's okay. We're going to have yeah. fun no matter what. <laughs> that happens when we're in the same room. You could call him Tall Jordan and me Medium Jordan, but no. Let's just do white and black. Where's the lowercase b Jordans? Wow. <laughs> what? That's too much. All right. All right, everyone. Please enjoy Jordan Klepper, the other Jordan. Yay. Yes, 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 yes. What's, Bro- what's up, Brooklyn? How we doing, Brooklyn? Yeah. Brooklyn, stand the fuck up. I had a very good weekend. Thank you for asking. I <laughs> I went to a birthday party and my friend rented a roller skating rink. And I'm going to tell you this. You could take my black card because I don't know how to roller skate. And, I, fe- and I, I feel bad about it. It's almost like I don't know. I know how to do the electric slide, but if I didn't, that would like be the equivalent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but how did you grow up in Jersey and not know how to roller skate? I feel Because like- I have Caribbean parents that don't do shit except run <laughs> from the government right to the fucking church. You know what I mean? 
I have a mom who's just like, if you don't know how to climb down the tree, do not climb up. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? I have a dad who's making oxtail and drunk on a couch. (laughs) No one's teaching me how to roller skate. Not with these tits. I can't see my feet. How was it? Was it fun? Growing up? No. (laughs) I will say I've never felt so alive. I, I hung on to that wall like a Cuban refugee. Shout out to the Cuban refugees, yes. Elian Gonzalez, where the fuck is he now? Where the fuck is Elian? It was all about Elian Gonzalez. I want to know what he's doing. He's in the Cuban Praetorian Guard. He's doing good. Thank you for the update. Oh, says the girl with the clean booty. Thank you so much. Always an air horn for a clean were you, booty. Were you afraid? I mean, was it was it like a really hard surface that you were roller skating on, or was it? Spongy? I'm in my like, mid forties. Yeah. I don't want to like break anything. I got you. You know what I mean? I got, I got you. stuff to do. I don't have time. You ever see those people with a boot, like the big boot, trying to That's trying like, to make the light? It's like. What about this shit, <laughs> Michelle? What about this shit? You know the people that like they're on that thing. Why are that you thing? even out? You don't have to be anywhere that important. They're gonna be someone to replace you. They're in the subway. <laughs> You're like, how are you in the subway? Why right are now? you on the subway? <laughs> Get a picture of a window. Stay the fuck home. I know. They're like, I'm getting off on Hutzkimahorn. Hold on. <laughs> no elevator. Just... But it's always <laughs> a motherfucker with a boot trying to make the light with four seconds. I did see a lady at a show with two boots, and I... <laughs> two boots? Two boots? <laughs> like the pizza place. Get it? Two boots, two boots? Like, two boots, two boots. <laughs> well, how you got two boots on? What happened? I would just have to stop and ask that bitch, what'd you do? <laughs> it was what pretty, did you do? It was very bougie. She was like, it was a terrible skiing accident. So I was like, all right, cool, Oh, cool, my cool. God, she was Sigourney Weaver and Working Girl. Yes. Thank you, everybody over 41. <laughs> Is that the one? Oh, I love Carly working Simon. Girl. She's got a strong jaw. Oh God, I working girl isn't uh, isn't Harrison Melanie Ford Griffith in, that? in her original face. <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely have an all black girl reboot of Working Girl with like Taraji P Henson. Come oh. on, what can't she do? It, and I think yeah. the Jane uh, Cusack character, thank you for asking, should be Danielle Brooks. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the movie that well. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, Nobody does. Yeah. I re- I'm Nobody does except for the two queens in the back. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Nobody does except for the two Thank queens you for in coming. the back. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody was. Thank you guys weren't even. Okay. And two queens over here. Nobody was even born. <laughs> they weren't even fucking born. But like, listen, I, I love classics, especially when it's just like skinny white women trying to get over on the man. Like, that's all. <laughs> We fucking had in the 80s, and she did it. You know, she fucked, um, uh, what's his face? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. She fucked Indiana Jones because she had, she had a head for business and a bod for sin. That's what she said. <laughs> and I was like, do what you got to do, bitch. I do like a quote. And anyways, the point is, I went roller skating. It was fantastic. I'll always bring it back. I'm always going to bring it back. But you know what it is, too? You have to, like, not worry about making yourself look foolish sure you're already there (laughs) like i i is that a compliment no if i were going if i were rolling roller skating i'd be like elbow pads knee pads like helmet (laughs) do you know how to roller skate no (laughs) 
<laughs> do you know how to roller skate? I roller skate I do. okay. I do okay. You do, you do it well? Um, I, I, can, I can, like, go forward. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't really stop that well, and I can't do, like, the extra flourishes, but I can go. By the forward. 20th lap, I'm good. Like, by the 20th lap, I'm, like, I'm solid. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Every, every nerve in my body was shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was fun, and then we took our skates off and danced. Oh. I danced with, like, 15 friends. We danced, like... It was our first dance class, like, you know, like at Alvin Ailey. It was, <laughs> it was nothing but fucking tan jumpsuits and wedgies. It was. Did you have euphoria from like on your feet? Like euphoria? Yes. <laughs> Someone goes, love that. <laughs> <laughs> It was fun. I haven't danced in a fucking while yeah. with friends. I'm usually dancing with my three-year-old twins. Aww. And we know where we're, like, our fucking heads and our shoulders and our knees and our fucking toes are. <laughs> if I hear that song one more fucking time. <laughs> should we? Should Head, we, shoulders, knees, and toes? Knees and toes? We don't fuck with these toes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Todrick. <laughs> I, am, I, well, I love uh, it. Have you been to a party in the pandemic? Have you been to a party in the last two years, friend? At your house. Because, I went to a party. Yeah, yes. yeah. I went to a party. I have the party. Yeah. I don't go to the party. Yeah. This is nice to go to a party. We, you rock the party that rocks the body. And you had a <laughs> DJ. And this what, motherfucker. <laughs> Are you a Zumba teacher? Did you light anybody? <laughs> Do I need to get my neon shorts out? This is... I love that party. What in the grapevine is going on? Uh, that party was so fun. We brought kids, and then the kids, the parents were having such a good time. There was so much just like, I don't know, illicit this and that happening. Not Coke. But just like having, <laughs> having a good time. That at one point, for him, the kids were like, we need to go home. And we're like, fuck y'all. And we're like, dancing, just like, upside down, you turn to me. Over. <laughs> I looked over Jordan and his cute little white wife. It's driving me out of my mind. That's, That's why, why it's hard for me to find. Can't get it out of my head. Miss her, kiss her, love her. Move you did. That girl is poison. Oh my God. I mean, yes. it's good. Never. It's good. Never trust a big button to smile. Um. Sorry. Did <laughs> you learn anything is, from like, the You were just giving like new weatherman on the Today Show. Thank it you. is. <laughs> he just signed his contract. He's he just I graduated oh from New God. York One. I love <laughs> Today Show black guys are my favorite black. <laughs> they like, look like, like Get <laughs> Out. They got the one tear. No, 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 no. Today's show it's black. It's scary. That's why Hode is just like. Ow, <laughs> 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 oh, you like it. I love it. Okay. Oh, my God. That's mine. Ooh, child, I think we need some more drinks on stage for you we, we and the DJ. Probably not. We have more show. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Noisemakers? Yeah, the noisemakers. Get those kazoos the fuck out. Get those kazoos <laughs> fucking out, bitch. 
our next guest. This is so sad. Put him away. Put him Put away. away. This is. Oh my god. So sad. It sounds like the brakes on the train. <laughs> is it coming? Is it coming? Oh shit! It's the trash train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Not the trash train. <laughs> <laughs> so you ever be out there and be like, I could take the trash train home. <laughs> it makes every stop now. <laughs> I can do it. That rat's waving you on like, come on, take the trash train. I love when he gets all green mile on a bitch. <laughs> John Coffee, that's me. All right. Uh. Our next guest, I just amazing. got sad and happy. Our amazing. next guest, amazing. So funny, hilarious. You might know him from The Daily Show. What? Fingering the pulse. He's that so too. amazing. So tall. We love him so much. Very tall. Very tall. All Adam's apple. Another Jordan. Please give it up for Jordan, Jordan Glapper! How are you, sir? My hands are wet, but it's just, Very it's wet, just, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, Brooklyn, how you doing, Brooklyn? Yes. Yes. Does anybody want, are we allowed to, is that union? Can we do that? Isn't that a union job? She went over that man's head. <laughs> just a moment, we'll be right with you, Jordan. <laughs> Omicron's not over, people. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I think that's BA12 and Monkeypox we just got. All right. Fantastic. Dr. <laughs> Fauci is spinning in his office right now. <laughs> you cannot believe this. <laughs> this is spectacle. There are people wearing masks who are holding up cups asking for free drink from the stage. <laughs> we still never figured it out. The information's unclear. It's unclear. What are you supposed to do in a situation like this? I think more rosé. I think it's Yum. Mm. <laughs> Jordan, oh. I'm out of breath. I, there's a lot going on. So much going on. Yeah. I'm really out of shape. All I did was walk a stage five steps. <laughs> <laughs> Bent over slightly. You guys, I'm in a Jordan sandwich. <laughs> I thought they'd be more excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's going on? You know, not much. It's good to be out. I yeah. know keep, people keep referencing that, but uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to own that. I haven't been out in, in 17 years, I think is what it is. <laughs> it's mostly, yes, I, I only go out to do work and talk to supporters who are crazy and act like children or stay home and talk to a child who acts like a child as well. So this is... How do you do that? How do I do what? How do you talk to Trump supporters First and not of want all, to punch thank them? thank you for your service, Jordan. Yeah. It's amazing. This, Holy Jesus Christ. That framing, first of all, that framing is some stolen valor shit right there. No. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of the country, they're like, those assholes think they're, they're fighting for this country like <laughs> Marines. And then cut to Brooklyn where they're like, thank you, sir. <laughs> Don't give Look. them what they want. Look, I think black hairdressers are essential workers. Thank you for your service. You are. They are turning shit out, making something out of nothing. Anyways. You actually, but you actually tell Mike Lindell, like, maybe you're wrong. And he's like, you know? 
That he's yeah. not used to hearing that. Actually, yeah. somebody like that isn't used to hearing any kind of pushback in general. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of culturally we're in a place where people don't get asked follow-up questions. Just in yeah. life, usually you can send something into the social media space and there is no response or you're a president who can choose somebody else for the secondary question. And so you do go out into the world. Thank you. <laughs> that guy wants a follow up, but I'm not going to give it to him. But I think that's yeah. the thing that tends to stump a lot of folks is that they haven't thought through the first response. Yeah. And what I mean, what in you? makes you stick around for that follow-up because you're so good at that. That's like your skill. That's your it's trait. health insurance, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's, I haven't been able to find meaningful work anywhere else. Uh, Stop! You do what you can do, and at that point... No, I kid, but in, in reality, it is health insurance. There really is so few opportunities. I'm in my 40s. I'm not going to be in a sitcom. Uh, yeah. So you are. I, I, you I, might I, be. I, yeah, yeah. I need to ask that follow-up question because I have a child now. Yeah. Congratulations. You, thank you very much, yes. If you uh, had a sitcom... Oh, yeah, you're a dad, so let's, let's no, talk about that. <laughs> no, if, no, if you had was, a sitcom, you know what, what would it sitcoms? be? These is, people love sitcoms, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you're a dad. Let's talk about that. Like, for real, man. Um, what has it been like... Like, having for real, a chi- man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. What's it like having a child in the pandemic, Demi? It's very weird. Uh, we had a child... The, the When he was born was in the smack dab in the middle of the pandemic and you couldn't go in and spend time in the hospital with your wife, which yeah. is fucking scary and awful. Uh, yeah, it's called Handmaid's Tale. It's called, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's scary. Well, yes. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about the Supreme Court and how we're living it, but that's not a joke anymore, it's, is it? It's, it, yeah, it's, it's too nah, real. It's too real. Mm-hmm. It's too real. Do, should I go back into my light anecdote about having a child? <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. Gee, we're living it. We're living it. Thank you for your service, everybody. <laughs> It's chaos. No, it's absolute chaos. And I, that, that uh, in, in the middle of the pandemic, like for everybody, you're living with so much uncertainty. And we went in, my wife was giving birth and it was midnight. And what was so wild is I couldn't go in. She had to go through pre-op and there's a lot of, a, oh, a lot man. to go on beforehand. And so yeah. they were like, normally you'd wait in the waiting room, but we can't let people wait in the waiting room. So you have to wait across the street. And I it literally, it was midnight. Where at? Mount, Mount Mount Sinai. This is Empanada Mamas. <laughs> Great empanadas. Yeah. Amazingly, oh, oh, the OBGYNs and Empanada Mamas are incredible. <laughs> no, there's up at Mount Sinai, and literally you go across the street to okay. Central Park, and it's raining, it's midnight, and no joke, there are like four other men with suitcases 20 feet apart sitting along Central Park in the rain, just looking up, waiting to see how their, their partner's doing. I know, I know. Jesus. I know. But see, this is why I really... 100% appreciate being here tonight and putting on a primary color and a red lip because you've done the work. Everyone in this room, have, we have done the fucking work to be here. We mm-hmm. have taken the hit. We have been isolated. We have been away from our family in like the most important moments of our life just so we can get back to life. And there's still motherfuckers out there. They're, they're still out there so fucking selfish decision makers don't give a fuck about what we have to go through so I really feel like these stories are important because it gets lost in the sauce I think I mean, you are and give New York props I felt never more New York pride than living here all throughout the pandemic yeah. and I think it's true yes Ernest yeah. woo woo uh, 
But it is true. I mean, it's what a confusing, awful time. I wish we lived in a world that was nuanced and complex enough to talk about how this was difficult, talk about there's a lot of emotional scarring and there's confusion out there that we need to yeah. wrap our heads around yeah. and heal. Sadly, it becomes politicized so quickly. But I do think yeah. I felt so much pride for this city because we took that that hit, we continue to take hits. It continues to get politicized, but people here, I would travel around the country and the mask is not the only symbol of care or uh, giving into the ideas of health as a priority, but I'd walk around New York and people would ask me, what's it like in New York? I'm like, 99% of the people are wearing a mask during one of the, the higher, more intense times. And then I'd fly to Albuquerque and 1% of people were. Wow. And you'd come back and it's like New Yorkers were affected by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they listened to the science, they tried hard, they gave up a lot of their lives living in weird apartments that don't have space like it does in the rest of the country and my pride continued to grow we saw such horror here and we lived through it and everybody has a personal story around that and I think like yet again this is a place that is a symbol of being at the forefront not only of the science and the politics but also like the empathy and the courage yeah Yeah. you guys that was beautiful also I love that Cuomo was really honest with us about it, like that one time. <laughs> that one time. Oh, he was that honest about that. And that it mattered. Integrity, you know, you integrity. Did you get on the train? The train felt so good for a little while, it did. right? It did. He, oh. he, he, he was, you know, it was a short lived train. It was a short lived train. <laughs> it was were, the G train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the homosexuals? Like the people who bought, you know, bought that bought a condo off the L train, and they're like, just so you know, we're gonna we're gonna do three years of construction on the L train. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking I bought a, I bought a condo. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, uh, Cuomo's an asshole. Yeah, oh, every man. time I ask somebody how they're doing, I'm like, I know it's a load of questions, so take your time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, like even like this like there's a couple here that has teenagers. I like, I don't even understand what it would be like to be a teenager with all those hormones. <laughs> and you can't do anything. It's single people who aren't introverts, you know, who are looking for love. Like, I can't believe it's a time where it's safer to suck a salty dick than hug your grandma. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say exactly yeah. that. That's beautiful. Anyways, That's, uh... how, how's fatherhood? <laughs> Great segue. Uh, Why Fatherhood is the best. I, I, it's so funny. I, two weeks ago, we're living under all of this chaos and this stress, and I love fatherhood. I wish I could be, like, ironic and, and what have you. I love it. I love it to death. And I had, for the first time, my, my wife and my son were uh, back in the Midwest visiting family, and I had to come back for work. And it was like, with all of this stress, it's chaos. We were talking backstage. You're mm-hmm. just exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I'm home my family is 200 miles away, and I'm just gonna relax. Yeah. I'm gonna like eat an edible. I'm gonna chill out. Yeah. And I like am relaxing, and these years are starting to melt away. And then I get a phone call from my wife, and she's like, "Don't freak out, but I'm going to the emergency room right now because our son can't stop shaking. He was fine, totally fine, but she hung up, and then I had four hours of being stoned out of my mind. Oh no! Yeah. Where I'm like, come on. What have I done? I like turned into like an 18 year old. I ran into the shower. I made myself throw up. I took a cold. Like all these things. And I'm like, I'm in my 40s now. I've had my highs and lows with drugs. I've sure. been through it. Yes. But suddenly I'm like, I'm a bad parent. I have to get on. A, I have to fly back to O'Hare right now. Yeah. 
I flipped the fuck out. I googled how to make yourself unhigh. Like, <laughs> remedies. Like, could I lose control of my child? And right. I'm high states away where it's legal, but you can't buy weed. It's confusing. <laughs> we haven't figured it out yet. My son's in Chicago. I answered the phone, but I was a little late because I was searching on Netflix. I couldn't decide what to watch. Oh, Am I culpable no. here? What? Oh, my it's God. It's a complicated time. What? How, why was he shaking? He was shaking. Honestly, what was amazing is the sad truth of it is he, he, he's a little guy, and the story goes he walks. He's hanging. He was hanging out with my wife and my my father-in-law, who is a lovely man, but he's a funny old guy in uh, Downers Grove, Chicago, and they were watching TV in the basement. And the story is, I think he was a little bit sick, and my wife was with my little son. His name is Wit. He's about that tall. Aww. That's my little, cute. It's a cute name. They're watching TV, and my wife left, and I think everybody zoned out on the TV for, like, for about 15 seconds, and Wit got totally lost in the TV, and then he woke up, and he realized he was only here with this one weird man. Yeah. <laughs> and he started just shaking, and they didn't know what to do. Oh. And then when my wife called later, she's like, how are you? And I told her this, and I was like, I was so high and freaked out. I hopped in the shower, and I couldn't stop shaking. I was so freaked out. She's like, oh, yeah, now I see this shit. Ah! It's DNA, right? Yeah, it's he, has, so he has the worst of me, and that's... No, he has the best. The best. I'll take best, yes. Yeah, and man. it's also the worst, and that's how it works. You get a both. You you're, get a both. You're not going to get a good chin. Sorry, little man. Look, my... My... Well, my son will have a double chin. Like, listen. My daughter is three years old. And no, it's bitch. It's true. It's true. <laughs> cannot... Cannot make complete sentences but whole-ass opinions about what she doesn't want. Mm -hmm. And she sized me up this weekend. She was like, I want a popsicle. I said, no. And she's like, I want a <laughs> What the fuck? And then, like, it just comes out of you like gas. And I was like, no. And she was like, popsicle. And then I tried to do, like, the goop shit, and I was like, Mama said no, so it's a no, okay? But she knew that I didn't mean what the fuck I was saying in a nice tone. Wow. And then she, like, sized me up. She was just like, Popsicle, Mama, Popsicle. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? It was like Chucky. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, not with that attitude. And she looked at me like, I don't know attitude, but I also know it, so. And it was like around the house for like 10 minutes or two hours. I don't know, <laughs> it felt the same. I broke down and gave a fuck a pop. I had a popsicle. If you have I didn't to stay have, strong. I, I actually put the popsicle in my rosé because I was like, I can't fuck with this right now. <laughs> oh, delicious. It's an instant rosé, if you don't know. <laughs> you have to stay, by the way, you have to stay strong. You have to stay strong. No. Let me, let me tell you something. Oh, I'll tell no. you something right now. Oh, no. My son, and this is going to be the bougiest thing I've ever said in my life. Oh. My son doesn't like one particular brand of bread alone. He likes another brand of bread alone, another type of bread alone. It's, the, it's mommy's bread. And um, he wanted, this is what he wanted. He wanted a bread alone sourdough with cream cheese and, and cucumbers. Right. He's not going to make it in New York. Do you understand? <laughs> He's not going to make it. 
And he's like, first of all, for I, I had gotten like the whatever the multigrain, like which I never. All I had when I was a kid was Baird's bread. You know what I'm saying? Or well, Warner bread, and that oh was about God. it. It was white or brown. What do you want, kid? You know, and then. But this kid was just like, you know, I presented it to him. He's like, it's too soft. You need to toast this. What? Like, oh, in wow. the Gordon Ramsay. Right? So I had to, I, I was like, I toasted it. But then he's like, this is the wrong bread. And I was like, what? No, it's, this is what you're eating right now. This is what you're fucking eating, right? I didn't say fucking, but you know, you know, I. You said it with you your. Know, you know how look, I meant it, right? His glasses like, are fogging up, right, so like, you know he meant it. I was more like. I was like, sweetie, this is this is what you're gonna eat. But um <laughs> but like but he he definitely he had a temper tantrum, he lost his shit, he went upstairs, he said all the black people <laughs> That was like, a black uh-uh. mama. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, you did not I know he motherfucking did it. I know, listen, black people have come a long way. Now the white people are gonna get tense, buttholes are gonna clinch up, I'm gonna say this. We've come a long way. We don't smack them kids no more, just like we let dogs in the house these days. But I'm gonna just say <laughs> Let me just say this. We come a long way in one generation. But um, I just had to, I had to close the door, let him cry it out, and an hour later, he ate the sandwich, okay? Oh, you broke him! Uh, you broke him! Yes. Child abuse. Child what? abuse. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. You tell that story with pride? Yes! <laughs> you know what? Wait, you just wait. We're going to have you back on the show in a year. We'll see how it goes. You, we'll see how it goes. All right, well, we're going to get to audience questions. I hope you don't mind. This one feels like it's for you. What? <laughs> what do you think of white performative liberalism? <laughs> oh, no. Is that your question? Oh, no. Look. <laughs> it pays the bills. Well. <laughs> what? what? Health insurance, That's been our show. Thank you very much. Where to go? You get oh feedback. Oh my God, that was wow. All right. My bestie's fiance always jokes about the three of us having a threesome, but it's starting to feel like he's serious. Yeah. yeah. What we? Yeah. Do. Don't say. Maybe. He's just always joking about this. Always. It's starting to feel like it's serious to the point that I will write it down and put it again and have it you know addressed what? publicly. I don't know. Maybe. Are the three people just here tonight? Who wrote it? Who wrote it? Who wrote it? I'm just kidding. Um, well, there's a lot of follow-up questions. <laughs> Do you want to have a threesome? <laughs> that part. <laughs> I think they sense, they get like a, like a unicorn smell from that person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did you just sniff? <laughs> I apologize. You should. Um, I say a threesome couldn't be the worst thing, but you got to have rules. Thank you, one hoe in the bag. gotta have rules and also it's gonna change whatever friendship this might be for (laughs) did you write the question this is whoa did you write the question this is sounding sounding like an amazing like French film you know what I'm saying like (laughs) what will the difference be between us now (laughs) 
Montcon knew. You wrote that question? No, you did. He, he did? Okay. He did. Right. I mean, I think, well, whether you wrote the question or not, um, you know, if you want to be friends, then, like, you, you have to be clear about that. Right. And if you, and if you are going to stay friends, just know that he's just waiting for you to break down, like, Jordan's son with a sandwich. <laughs> he's just waiting for you to have a fucking moment where he can't fuck. Um, and you might want a plan B one night. You don't know. You have options now. Whoever wrote this question. So if you want to, think about it. But just also know this. In a threesome, more times than not, you always like one person more. It's true. So uh, I hear. I also think that you could... I, I've never been invited to that bar mitzvah. But um, <laughs> I would take it as a compliment. You know what I'm saying? I would take it as a compliment um, that somebody that you are, you know. You that, could, but you, it's you, also yeah. like a, it's also like are women ju- like just for fucking? Do you know what oh. I mean? So well, I don't know it if it's depends. A, I don't know we if don't have enough information. You don't have enough information. Life is short. Move on, right? I I feel like so he's he's asking. Yeah. He's, he's throwing it out there over and over again. I think you have to address that. I, I've had that happen with friends of mine. I'd like to, to make some comment like I've had this, I have not had this experience. Uh, <laughs> far from this experience. But every friend I know who has had this experience has talked about opening things up. And it's a really exciting thing. They all have opened it up and moved on with the other person. And, and, and I think, oh. and I always say, it's, it's only, if you like the numbers, it's just 100% of the time. But... <laughs> But if that, but if you want to be the one who breaks against the statistics, there's probably a more open way to do it. Don, do you have something to say? Um, well, <laughs> I, I think that the, the threesome is going to happen and you're going to lose your partner. That's my prediction. I think that's what it is. The numbers don't lie. That tends to be the answer. White Uh, Jordan's got the next question. Black Jordan, you get the other question. (laughs) Here. This performative white liberalism is difficult in these situations. (laughs) What's the question, White Jordan? It says, White Jordan says, Hi, how do I make friends? Okay. Oh my God. Uh, I've gone to volunteer events and other social activities, etc. Is it me? I'm super nice. Thanks. Oh. First of all, first of all, you've, you've got a friend up here. Okay. He means right. that. He means that. Right. Thank you. That's very sweet. Um, you sound like a really nice person. Sounds like we get along together. <laughs> If you like feeding ducks as much as I do. (laughs) You know? You you also don't have to pick the first friend you find, just to be clear. You can shop around. You can try out a friendship, see if they're into ducks. You can try out another friendship, see if they're into anything else. Um, I really feel like... um Making friends is like it's harder to make good friends than it is to find a partner. Uh, be, and the friends I have, I call them my chosen family, 
um, because I love them so, you know, it's just different, right? And so it's just like bonus. But f you have friends in your life for different reasons. And, um, and that's okay. And it feels like you might want a ride or die partner, like someone to go out and make some memories with. And I will say, first, be your best friend and people will come. Do you know what I mean? Like, you go eat, pray, love, and meet people on the trip. Yep. Um, by the way, can I just, I just picked this question, and it feels like a follow-up question to the two questions ago. Yeah, yeah. How do I tell my best friend her fiancé sucks? Oh, my God. Are they all here together? I don't they know, are. but show yourself! Somebody's like, Carol, stop writing questions. You get one. Come on, Billy's buying drinks for over everybody. Over there. Black Jordan, over there. Over there? You, Yeah. Wow. But I say, look, you got to save her. <laughs> you got to save her. Don't save her. She, she don't want to be saved. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to I say this. You say women and men, we so different. <laughs> I will say this. What it sounds like both of those friends are in both of their situations is they're pleasers. Yeah. They're pleasers. And the yeah. thing about pleasers is... Okay, thank you. Thank you, clean booty. <laughs> clean booties, just be talking, talking, yeah, talking. The thing, about, the thing about pleasers is they make good friends. Because, because at, 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 the, at the outset, because they do whatever you want to do, they go wherever you want to go, and they never have any conflict. And I would say that, I would say that to you, that where, you, where, the, where the tension lies is that you can't get them to think for themselves, to act for themselves, to want something for themselves. But if you ask them deeply, what do you want for once, you know, then you might get, that, that might change something within them. They ultimately have to make their own mistakes. But you can ask them that question. What do you really want? Because that's a pleaser's, that's the scariest question you can ask a pleaser. Please All look right. for my TED Talk. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Black Jordan. Yeah. That was prolific <laughs> as fuck. Uh, white Jordan, we always ask our guests. <laughs> Is that what black liberalism looks like? <laughs> black yes. Wow. Yeah. I saw him writing that response backstage, too. Like, it's about um, the pleasers. It's about a pleasers situation. We ask our guests, what's the most adult thing you would like to do for yourself this year that you haven't yet? I would like to learn how to chop an onion like an adult. Mm. Yeah. I've been showed a few times. Oh every, every onion I cut looks yes. like a fucking child did it. <laughs> and it's irregular sizes. It's too big. Nobody likes the salads they eat. But this year, yes. this is my year that the onions, they're chopped in small, regular are sizes. You talking about, are you talking about red onions or, or white onions? Well, I'm starting with red, and I'll move from there. Is that, are, they different, are they different approaches? Well, Yeah, red yeah, is, yeah. is thicker. It's not as soft as a white, but yeah. So do I cut them differently? Is, is it the I angles? think it's probably easier to do a white because it's softer. No yeah. offense. Or Spanish. This is gratuitous. That's gratuitous. It was right there. Give it up for MC Shout. over here. Amazing. 
<laughs> that is I so mean, fucking mean. Good luck with that. I can't wait to see what your journey brings. <laughs> Thanks. Thank journey, you very much. journey, journey, journey. Oh, that was our show. I mean, the incomparable Jordan Klepper on the ones and twos. It was so good. So fun. Yes, yes. That show was so good. I would pay money to go see that show. And I was doing the show. Okay. <laughs> you switch it. You're like, I would take $20 out and just do it. Yeah, absolutely. I would. Mm-hmm. Jordan's amazing. It's really nice to catch up with like-minded motherfuckers. And then also, not for nothing, shout out to our audience. Our audience is dope. If you haven't seen a live show yet, mm-hmm. please follow us on Instagram at adultingthepod because the shows are fire. It's exactly what you need and you didn't even know it. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh! Oh, you're such a great hype man. It's like... If Flavor Flav had teeth and a backbone. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm an improvement on Flavor Flav. <laughs> I've never been compared favorably to Flavor Flav, and I, I appreciate it. No problem. Well, that's our show. Thank you for listening. I'm Jordan Carlos. I'm joined, as always, by Michelle Buteau, my co from Go. We did it, y'all. We did it. Y'all, take care of yourself. Yeah, we did. We did. And we did it together. Oh, my God. Goodbye, everyone. I got to go pee. Water your plants. <laughs> this has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Natalie Wren. Senior managing producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Andrew Epen. And engineered by Ryo Baum. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Our theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will. This Bellhouse show is produced by Christian Banda. Photography by Gijs van der Most. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Executive produced by Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Hartstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.